Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I want to give a shout out to Ruben and his podcast, Hoops and Hefeweizen, which is a Mavs-orientated podcast. Thank you for all your support. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Hoops and Hefeweizens podcast. I'm Alex. And I'm Reddit Mavericks. And so today, guys, we got uh, another episode where we got a couple of special guests on for you. First off, we've got Richie of Mavs Draft on. Uh, we talked to him a little bit about the draft. We talked to him a little bit about uh, some players that he knew about and said were going to be good before anybody else uh, knew about them. And we also talked to him a little bit about 2020 and the fact that Ruben's player comp is really hilarious. So yeah, fuck him for uh, that. <laughs> definitely enjoy that. And then afterwards uh, we got Max Levy on, uh, he's Max scouts on Twitter uh, to talk a little bit about the WNBA since that's something that he's uh, really keen on and a little bit about uh, ultras as well. And, and a project that he's working on too. So definitely enjoy the podcast guys and have a good one. All right, guys, so now we've got uh, Richard Stamen on of Mavs Draft. How are you doing today, Richie? I'm pretty good. Thank you for having me here. What's up, yeah, Richie? Absolutely. What's up? So right. Ruben knows Richie, unfortunately. Oh, yeah, dude. I've known this guy for years now. <laughs> what is it, six, seven years, something? No, no, it's way sooner than that, bro. It's like four or five years, I think, at this point. Well, uh, hold up, because we met, we met at a Rough Riders game the first mm-hmm. time. Yeah, no, we met like Joey Gallo was still on the Rough Riders. It was like one of his first years. So whenever that was, because I was huge into baseball prospects, like way more, way, way more uh, than I am now. So, like, man, I was in love with that team. So I'm, I'm looking now. That was a really fun team. That had to be. I think that was 2013. I'm like 55. No, it it was 2014. It was 2014. You're right. Yeah, it was 2014. Yeah, because they were all in Hickory in 2012. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that yeah, whole God, team. that Hickory oh. team. And Myrtle Beach. Yeah. Oh, and Myrtle Beach. That's right. But yeah, I, mean, I remember I we met. That. We met through Reddit somehow. I think no. I like phone. No, bro. No. no. Oh. Yes. No, no. I remember it. I remember it. So I was, it was an off day for the Rangers. I was going with a friend to the Rough Riders game. And I like checked. Uh, I, I don't, I commented or something like, oh yeah, hey, the Rough Riders are doing well. Like, if y'all ever wanted to check it out, like it's a really good idea because I really wanted to spread the love. The same way I love spreading the love about the draft, I loved about the minor league prospects. And then you messaged me, you're like, "Shit, you're at the you're at the Rough Riders game." <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And you, we met up like in the outfield or something. And uh, dude, I don't know, it was so funny. And then I, I was like, "Cool, I'll probably actually never see him again." But you know, <laughs> and little did I know, 
that uh, some people wanted to play basketball and you were one of them. So <laughs> yeah, so people wanted to play basketball together, and then like we like reconnected on Twitter because of I think there was like NBA uh, RNBA had a had like a follow like thread or whatever like follow people. Yes. On which I need to bring back, bro. I think that'd be fun to do now. Like, now God, if fun. only there was someone in here that could potentially do that. Uh, yeah, there <laughs> is someone, yeah, because you're a fucking mod. Hey, 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 whoa, 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 TMI. All right, we'll cut that out. Or we'll cut that out. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but, we're not cutting it out. But Because uh, nobody goes on Reddit. It, it's not yeah, that big of a deal. Yeah, no one. Absolutely no one. No front office people. Like, no one from the organization goes on there. It's but, uh, <laughs> But yeah, bro, like, we've known each other for, like, I think four or five years. Like, we've actually, like, consistently like, hung out, you know? Yeah, yeah. Four or five years now, which is fucking wild. And now you're doing your thing. You gave me control of the Reddit account, you know? So it's like, shit, we're both, like, doing crazy badass things now. Dude, we were so opposite in how we controlled the Reddit Maps account. Oh, yeah, um, <laughs> I was, yeah, like, very formal, and I was very, like, uh what's the word I, I don't even know i was just very like straight like oh, I, I was not messing around on it like, i took it so seriously and then you came in and man you're like who the fuck are you you just have f-bombs everywhere <laughs> the way, i know I'm surprised. It's I'm surprised. so great like it worked it worked it's just it's he, really he turned reddit mavericks into the wendy's account basically <laughs> like literally one person i've i've only seen one person complain about anything you've done on there and like <laughs> You know who it is. <laughs> oh yeah, that's. Right. I'm not going to call him yeah. out, but you know who it is. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that shit. <laughs> but, yeah, fuck him. Anyway, um, no, I'm playing. Uh, yeah, but, Gil. Uh, His name's Gil, by, by the way. Yeah. But. Uh, <laughs> oh man. Okay, so anyway, let's go and get into some draft stuff. Finally. Oh, you got the wrong guy. Uh, the wrong, oh fuck, that's right. You are like <laughs> Oh, I'm not I'm not Mavs draft. That's not that's not me. You're Mavs off season acquisition. Yeah. <laughs> Mavs yeah, I changed my Twitter handle recently. <laughs> and the domain, you know, had to work some stuff out, but <laughs> I mean, it's pretty easy to change the domain. What? So it's pretty easy to change a domain. Like it's yeah. not hard. Yeah. So we have <laughs> what draft do we have? I don't even remember. Thirty seven. Okay, 37. Who do you like at 37? I mean... <laughs> so straightforward. Really? Who do you like at 37, Richard? <laughs> I mean, my dream scenario is if somehow I'm wildly off about Lewis King, and he's somehow there at 37, he won't be. Um, but that's my dream. I think he's going to skyrocket in the next two weeks. Uh, he measured really well at the Combine. The same... Literally everything everyone says about Cam Reddish being such a... Oh, he'll break out next year... And, like, oh, he has all the, the traits and all that. Like, his frame is great. He literally has the exact same measurements as Cam Reddish. He's just 10 pounds lighter. He had a better year. Like, he showed better signs of actually being good uh, towards the end of the year. You know, he didn't shoot 36%. It's kind of a start. Um, yeah, so I, I'm in love with him. I think that dude's going to just absolutely kill it at workouts as long as he interviews well. So he's he's someone who I'd absolutely love. He's my guy. My pinch weed is literally... Lewis King is the Donovan Mitchell of this draft, just kind of meaning he's going to fly up the boards. Um, but the one who I've started really getting myself sold on, there's two guys. Uh, and one of them is Jordan Wara. It's N-W-O-R-A. I know we've had a history of uh, guys with N as the first letter, and then it's a silent N. Uh, so maybe we could stay away, like Frank Neal Aquina or T. Aquina. I don't even know how to, how to say his name. <laughs> 
it looked uh, good. Yeah, so him, he's a 3 and D prospect with, like, unbelievably high IQ from Louisville. I really like him. He's a high floor player. And then Robert Franks, he's 6'7 with a 7'3 wingspan, and that dude can shoot the lights out of the, out of the ball. Or can shoot the lights out. That didn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. Those uh, are those yeah. are like my top three wing. If you couldn't like, they're all wings. Uh, okay. Yeah. So I I really want a wing. The other one though, if it's not a wing, I do want Naz Reed from LSU. That dude's got upside through the roof. He's a guard, basically in the six eleven, six ten body. So what the fuck? Hard not to like. All that. right. God damn, that's cool, man. I mean, like, I remember you talking about Lewis King, and being like in our little group chat, and just like. And just, like, literally changing your name to, like, fucking Lewis King fan account and all that bullshit. <laughs> and then, like, and then you, like, texting me and be like, yo, check out this dude's highlights. And I was like, okay. <laughs> like, and the only thing I could, like, the only thing I could focus on was the terrible, terrible college court design. Yeah. No, they, yeah. that, I mean, you need to look up Florida International's court. Because I can't tell if I love it or hate it. Like, it it's I kind of feel polarizing. that way about uh, Oregon's court. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's that's the one. Yeah, that's the one I was looking at. Yeah, that Lewis King is on. It's it's a weird one. It's weird. Like when I watched two years ago, I, I discovered it when I was watching Jordan Bell. Mm-hmm. Wow, you cannot see the ball bouncing <laughs> at certain parts of that floor. Like it's, yeah, it's weird. It's really weird. You said Florida International. I'm looking. Yeah, at... look look at look that up. It's literally a beach. On Bro, the court. what the fuck is that? It's a beach on the court. <laughs> they're, I mean, they're in Miami, so like. They kind of got the right to do it, but the bold. Oh, they're in, they're in Conference USA. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, oh, I, I want to play on that basketball court. I yeah, know that's like... that's a motivating court. Like that makes you want to play D one. <laughs> like... <laughs> just like I just feel like I'd be like just like there's too much going on. I would just like not you know. Would just you know get a towel, lay down in the middle like Carmelo Anthony, right. face down, just get your uh, get your buns, and <laughs> in the Carmelo Anthony way. Yeah, actually, that's interesting. Where do the teams sit? Okay, so the teams don't sit on on the water; they sit on the other side. <laughs> okay, I was like, it would have been funnier if they sat on the water. <laughs> They're drowning. They always have their hands waving, like help, help, help. We're drowning, especially They're like floaties. when they were They're wearing floaties. So to continue on the. Uh... <laughs> No, uh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> you So to continue on the draft talk, um, what are some of the more fun draft names you come across? Some that maybe remind you of like, because I know 2K like has just random oh, ass names. Yeah. You know. So I mean, the king of this uh, is not Louis King actually, but the king of this is it all started in 2K16, where I downloaded this on Xbox. Oh I yes. Downloaded me and my roommate, we downloaded a draft class, and he played it first. And he told me, he goes, dude, you got to check this draft class out. Like, Sharif O'Neal and Bol Bol are literally gods. Like, Bol Bol had, in my buddy's career, had 60,000 points or 50,000 points, something like that. 11 titles. Like, this dude literally goat by every single measure. Um, so that set the bar really high for me. But most importantly, Bol Bol. Uh, like, we thought it was a fake name until we looked it up. And uh, that was when the legend of Bol Bol began. Oh, man. But, yeah, so Bol Bol is, like, by far the number one. So I really, really like him. I'm also a sucker for Jackson with an X. Like, that's badass. 
Oh, yeah, Jackson yeah, yeah. Hayes. Yeah, Jackson um, Hayes, yeah. I, I think uh, there's one... Oh, Chuma, I cannot for the life of me say his life. I want to... Supposedly it's OKK. If it is, he's not in this consideration. But if it's Okiki, bro, that dude is like top three name. So, he's okay. one. <laughs> like you can you can make so many memes with that, like Drake memes and shit. Like, yeah. Like that has so many directions to go. Then uh, bear with me on this one. Trace Tinkle. Oh my god. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I actually tweeted about him yesterday or Saturday, whenever this comes out. Uh, send me shit to 2K refuses to let me put that one in there. Um, <laughs> Wait. So you're saying that's his real name? He's gonna be in 2K20, but yeah. Yeah, you, you can can't it. put his name in no. in a roster in 2K19. You know, no. There's a few players I can't put in. So Cassius Winston, you can't make him because it has the word ass in the middle of his name. Oh my god. Um, Jarrett Colfer for what? I have no idea why his is banned. Jarrett um, Colfer. I don't know. Really? Colfer's a bad name. So I, I literally tweeted him last year. And he retweeted. I'm like, dude, like you got you got some like, you got something to work out before you make the NBA. Like, um, but no. And then Tucker, you can't put. I guess it rhymes with uh, fucker. Yes, and uh, <laughs> that's just like a common name though. Yeah, no, and it's like a suggested name. You can literally hit the go to the panel where it has mm-hmm. the recommended names, and it goes, sorry, this is inappropriate. And like, who the hell are you to decide that? And then uh, Dickerson is another. I mean, like. It's not like I'm putting, I, I I don't know. Like, there's literally players with that name. So 2K is weird as hell with that. Um, <laughs> yeah. So stay away from those dudes. Uh, there's there's one other. I had another, and I've completely lost him. Um, so give me just one second. I'm looking through my board just to see the names. And there's one that I love. Trace Tinkle though. Like, I don't know if 2K allows him, but I really <laughs> hope Tinkle is, is appropriate. <laughs> 2K is gonna like go around the entire NBA and be like, "Hey, sorry, he's uh he's blacklisted. You can't draft him." <laughs> right. Yeah, Jared Culver goes undrafted. Can't play in the NBA. Like Ronnie 2K <laughs> is like, nope, not allowed. <laughs> oh, Matisse Thybul, that's who it was, and Taylor Horton Tucker. I feel like that one has both of those have a lot of potential. They're actually back to back on my board. So. God, you have a fucking board. No, <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, I was so, just thinking, I was thinking, damn, it's like legit now. Like, I'll drink to that. No. <laughs> so on your board or just in general, like, who do you think is going to be the biggest surprise name going into 2020? Oh, I only have one person on my board. No, I'm just kidding. Um, for 2020 draft, I got, like, for as a surprise. Ooh, I think. No, I'm sorry. Going into the 2019 draft, into oh. the 1920 season, sorry. Oh, 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 so, like, surprise rookie? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, for one, I think Lewis King, because the way he was set up at the end of the year at Oregon, he was pretty set up to have a breakout year next year. So I, I think he's going to have a decent rookie year. It's going to surprise a lot of people, especially because he'll probably be picked in the 15-20 range. So a lot of people will be sleeping on him. Taylor Horton Tucker, he's going to be 18 until thanksgiving and then i like pj washington too i think those are three guys who are going to surprise a lot of people as first round talents um in terms of just being way better than people expected them to be pj washington's from plano actually my hometown um so i'm secretly rooting for him pretty hard even though he went to kentucky but he uh (laughs) now he he can do basically everything at this point he's becoming a jack of all trades 
uh, kind of guys. So I think those kind of players just have a spot immediately in the NBA. Sweet, man. Yeah, that makes sense. And so I know you you touched on, or we all touched on the Mavericks a little bit with you wanting them to draft a wing. Um, Other than that, like, what do you think some needs are that the, that the Mavericks have that maybe they can find as a two-way guy or just something to develop? Do you think, like, it's better to keep Kostas and keep uh, Daryl Macon, or do you have some other players that you think would be good to stash away? They have to keep uh, Baby Giannis. They, like, have to keep him no matter what, at least to get a shot at Giannis. Uh, yeah. Macon, I'm not really attached to. I, I thought he was, like, okay at Arkansas. Never really was blown away. I kind of... I like the wing class this year. It's really deep. My guy, Desmond Bain, would be a perfect uh, two-way guy. He's really athletic. Uh, I've always tweeted. I tweet this like once a month. But he hit his head on, a ba- on the backboard on the way down from blocking a shot. I saw it in person. I was absolutely stunned. I thought, that, I thought he had a concussion, but nope, he was fine. Um, freak athlete. He's a good shooter. He is in almost elite company. He almost had a 50-40-90 season and in, said in he had 50 40 87, which only like three people a year in college have, and they're always in the wow. major team. Damn, like, dude. Yeah, it's like once every five years a, a high major player does that, and he did it, and literally no one no one noticed him, and he averaged 20 points a game. So I uh, I think he's honestly the biggest sleeper of all of the draft. Uh, I've gotten to know him a little bit personally. Super nice guy. Like I I just think he'd be a, a great fit on the Mavs. So I'd uh, I'd love him as a two way player. I'd replace Megan in a heartbeat with him. Fair enough, yeah. Um, Megan really didn't show me as much promise in yeah, uh, I didn't yeah. in Frisco as much as Costas did. Like Costas is still really, really, really raw, but I feel like you can see a glimmer of potential in him. Yeah, he at least is a high end defensive prospect. Which why would you want to turn that down? At worst, he can be like a Jay Crowder if like when he was here, not what he yeah. is now. Where he could like maybe hit a corner three and you're happy, and yeah. otherwise it's just a transition. And uh, and his, know, and his core awareness is really good too. Yeah, like, I actually I didn't I I didn't get to notice him that much in Frisco. I saw like one game, but okay from that I'd heard that as well is that he knows actually kind of how to play the game. It's not just like he's there just running around blindly. So that's always a positive. Yeah, I, I saw like three games um, live, and then I saw like three or four more on on TV. So uh, it, it was fun watching Costas play because you could tell, kind of like you know how in, in baseball sometimes players pitchers are like pitching the same pitch over and over and over again, even though it doesn't make sense to win. That's kind of <laughs> that's kind of what the legends were doing with Costas. They were like, "Here's the ball, post up, learn how to play in the low post, and, and just." doing it over and over and over just again. Just throwing his ass out there. And just yeah. Like, learn this now. <laughs> so. You got you to learn how to do the fade. You got to learn how to play in the post. And then and then they'd let him, like, towards the fourth quarter, just start pulling up threes. And it was just glorious. It was great, dude. other teams would be like, what the fuck is going on right now? This dude was in the post all game, and now he's throwing up threes. Damn. Okay, that's impressive. That is actually really impressive. Yeah. <laughs> I was not aware of that last part about the shooting threes. Yeah, dude. You, yeah, you saw, like, I mean, you was throwing game. them up. They weren't always going down. But but when they went down, it was like, holy <laughs> shit. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, I check the stats sometimes. Admittedly, not nearly enough for the Legends. 
like for other teams i actually checked to go to mount just to check on like you know where my guys were for the last two years yeah but i uh i'm excited to see what he does what um costas does the g league is the weirdest weirdest product like live or just in general just because of how high scoring it is literally the legends is a carnival with a basketball game in the background so yeah it's a really weird place yeah dude yeah well, and then you know they they post a lot of g league games on twitch now which is really yeah. interesting too and facebook and, right uh yeah i think so but like if you ever watch anything on twitch like the people that watch the games on twitch are fucking ridiculous yeah. Like they're like, oh man, these 2K graphics are amazing, over and over and over again. <laughs> just memes, just jokes the entire time. Yep. <laughs> All right, let's see, Richie. Let's see what else we got for you today. Okay, so you keep talking about Lewis King and that he is the Donovan Mitchell of this draft potentially. Um, how how did it feel to hit on him? I mean, not, well, to to. <laughs> To well, know I went up Donovan. to him at the bar, and you know, and I said, "Hey, uh, uh, your eyes look great now." <laughs> anyway, how, how was it to be one of the only people that were on Donovan Mitchell and, and knew, yeah, and Jalen Brunson before anybody else? Um, it was. It, it's not fun. I'm not gonna lie. Like right now, this Lewis King thing is not fun. And I'm trying. I'm not not trying to do it to be like, oh, hipster and be different. It's yeah. literally just what I see. Like, if I see someone's good and they're not getting attention, I'll I'll do it. Like, same thing with Desmond Bain. He's in my 40s. No one else has him. Like, barely anyone has him on their board. But, like, people just didn't watch TCU, unfortunately, because they didn't make the tournament. They weren't a sexy team. Like, they're purple. Um, no, I'm just kidding. But, <laughs> hey, man, uh, they're going to be in the tournament next yeah, no, but year. So. Don- what? I said they're going to be in the tournament next year, so. I don't know about that. Okay, three if, years. If, if Bain leaves, they're, they're in a rebuild. But yeah. they uh, – but with – with um, with Donovan Mitchell though, that one was nerve wracking because the whole time I was um, I don't really know how to describe it. It was like okay, I uh, I see where you know like I saw all the strengths with him and I'm like, what is this dude's negatives? Like I I can't figure it out. And uh, and I just kind of started writing literally just to see if I could get it out of me, like the writer's block kind of thing. And as I wrote, I'm like, shit, I fell in love with this dude. Like, he's even better than I thought. And um, I kept moving him up. And honestly, I was tempted to put him above Lonzo Ball. Lonzo was, like, seventh on my board. Uh, and this is my first time doing it. So I, I wasn't trying to, like, you know, get clicks or anything. That's not obviously what I do. Yeah. And uh, and I started tweeting a lot about him. And, you know, more people started following, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I hit. And people, like, after his first game, after his first few months, I was worried. Uh, but then he just took off and I don't, I don't really know. It wasn't anything like I planned for. I wasn't trying, you know, to be a hipster, like I said, uh, but Mitchell's just been spectacular. I, I honestly didn't think he was going to be this good. Like my, my comparison for him was all-star Devin Harris. That was like what I thought he would be. Oh shit. Okay. You know, like a okay. two-way player, two-way yeah, player, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you know, makes an all-star game. Like really good. That's, that's good for like the 10th, 12th pick. Yeah. I think that's a really good, if you get that yeah. even in the top five, you're happy. But yeah. Um, and then Jalen Brunson last year, there were a lot of people on him. I'm not, I'm not going to like take credit for it, but, um, well, I only follow you when it comes to draft stuff. Okay. <laughs> so, um, they, uh, no, I, Brunson was like player of the year. So people knew who he was. The difference that I had with, uh, with a lot of people was that 
they thought he was just one of those good college players, like average NBA player, or whatever, like that. It wasn't going to be that. I didn't see the same. Like, obviously, I'm not going to say he's going to be a superstar, all star, whatever, but he's going to be a JJ Barea type, which isn't uh, an elite backup point guard, um, yeah. which is like a Sean Livingston kind of thing. Like, yeah. everyone wants that on their on their team. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I just kind of saw it. Like, he didn't do anything wrong. Like, his literally his only his only negative is that. He's short and like square. That's it. But that was his yeah. all, that's, if Which you think about it, like that's still true. Like he doesn't have any real flaws. Yeah. No. So yeah. speaking of Jalen Brunson and hitting on guys, and then you talking about Lewis King being maybe like a a late lottery type player. <laughs> now I post I I posed this question to other people, but I'll pose it to you too since you're more of a draft guy. Um, with uh, with Boston having the 14th overall pick and them needing to really get rid of draft picks because they can't just keep <laughs> drafting first round picks over and over and over again. Um, this is wait, this isn't 2K. No, it's not. Oh, unfortunately, um, if if the Celtics called you up and said, "Hey, will you take the 14th <laughs> pick for Jalen Brunson in 37?" Would you do it? Emotionally, no. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, yes, but I'd honestly rather go for the low, lower price of 22, where you probably only have to give up like one of those, uh, first round picks where if it doesn't, where you make it like lottery protected for three years. And then if it doesn't convey just two second round picks or something, yeah. I bet that would honestly do it. Or like you could do that for like 2025, I think, or something you can make it okay. two years lottery protected. And then if it doesn't convey hey, two second round picks, like whatever. That's what I'd rather do. I'd rather go for 22. Um, 14 is honestly like 22 is even more boomer bust. But yeah, I don't know. That I, the I'd only reason I said price. 14 was like let's or assume 20. that Lewis King is still on the board. Yeah, and you you get that chance to get Lewis King, the guy that you like, at, I, assuming that the Mavs like him. And I hate that. I hate that Brunson's the cost. Like emotionally, I honestly just can't get past that. Oh, but, that makes sense. I, I think at the end of the day, Brunson's kind of replaceable. Uh, as much as it, I hate to say it, like backup point yeah. guards, the Mavs have been just – they found Mike James. Like they made him a really good backup point guard. Like Rick Carlisle can do whatever. So like at the end of the day, it wouldn't really matter. But yeah, 20 or 24, 22, whatever, I'd go for one of those two picks. Because I think those are definitely on the market. Yeah, that that's fair. It, it's just – it's a question that I like just because of – like you said, Jalen Brunson is a really great guy and a really good player. But the Mavs are really good at finding point guards. So yep. it's like – if you get a chance at a boomer bust, do you take it? Even though Brunson's really cheap for the next yeah. three years. Yeah, I mean, I've always felt like the way the Heat did it, the Heat have really screwed themselves for the future because of basically exactly what you just said. So they're always good at finding these wings that are like mild to bad in the NBA, like below average, and then turning them into really good players. Like James Johnson really wasn't anything. You like with Toronto, he's like kind of something for a few games, but. Like, and then they turned him into a really good player. Uh, they do that with so many people. Like, why do they give them big money, you know? So if you're so good at finding, like, backup point guards, you can just make it a revolving door. And honestly, they work the same. It doesn't really matter, you know? Barring, like, a J.J. Barea type. So for me, like, I could justify moving on from Brunson because of that. Yeah, it makes sense. And... There might be a backload at point guard again, especially if the Mavs end up, dra- or not drafting, but 
uh, paying Kimba Walker and bringing back JJ. And then if Devin comes back, now you've got four point guards and Luca on your team. And you're like, oh, God, not this again. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd prefer not to get I, the three guard lineup was uh, efficient for whatever reason. But I prefer to have as little amount of guards at this point uh, as possible rather than having four guards. I'd rather, you know, have two or something in Luca. Uh, yeah. I still am hesitant to call Luca the guard like he's I, I don't know what to call him. He's a Luca. Like, yeah, well, that's why I said way, those guards and Luca. Yeah, like the same way Giannis is a Giannis. Like he's not a position. He's literally Giannis. Like Luca, he's not a point forward. He's not a point guard. He's not a shooting guard. I I, I have no idea what the, what the hell his position is because he's none he, of those things traditionally. Yeah, he's a center. <laughs> hey, no, that's Ryan Brokoff. Ryan Brokoff. Yeah. Like, he played, <laughs> I remember seeing him. There was a game I was at where he played center, and I I lost it, dude. I was like, I think I lost my voice. I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> I was so loud. I was in the upper deck. Like, man, that. Uh, I hope we bring him back just to be our backup center. <laughs> yeah. That'd be hilarious. And then... All right, let's see. What else we got today? I mean, oh. I had a joke question, but... Oh, do it. Ask him. Ask him, because so, I my grills ass. Do you think Michael Porter Jr. can be Rookie of the Year this year? Who? Michael Porter Jr. Oh, Michael Porter. I thought you said Otto Porter, Porter Jr. I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> Did I miss no, something? No, no. Michael Porter Jr. Hey, he's uh, that dude's going to be okay. But Joe okay <laughs> is not okay. No. <laughs> Switch that to AT&T. Is going to be an NBA basketball player. <laughs> Thanks, Magic. <laughs> God. Oh, I'm so happy Magic can tweet again. Dude, I love it's, it so honestly, it's better for NBA Twitter. It really is. I love it so much. Dude. <laughs> uh, I can't believe he quit his job just to tweet more, bro. That's yeah. the dream. <laughs> dude, that is literally my life goal is to be exactly. a professional tweeter. Exactly. Like, I do it at work all the time. And... Uh, <laughs> Like, I get paid to do it half the time because I literally run out of work. But, yeah, no, being paid to tweet, like, magic and having yeah. all that money and, you know, being involved in basketball, man, that is life gold. Shit's fucking hilarious every time. Oh, yeah, look sure. just... All right, let's see. All right, Richie. Time to get to the, time to get to the deep stuff. <laughs> so, shoot. do you remember a few years ago the with the guys who put... September? <laughs> with the guys that we play basketball with you player comps like all of us oh god no not again not again, okay. not again. <laughs> i think you gave i think you gave oh who'd you give you gave someone amir johnson i remember that that was hilarious because he was so <laughs> i mad. think it was gil i'm 90 percent sure no dude, it, was, it was ryan it was ryan because ryan oh, was like what the f-? no 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 it wasn't ryan i gave him someone else uh i gave him it wasn't thaddeus young it was like someone who i always <laughs> no it was thaddeus young I think it was Thaddeus Young because that dude is so inconsistent from year to year as a shooter. Also, if you want to see the weirdest stats ever, go to his free throw percentage each year. There's literally no trend. It is just one year is really good, one bad. Like, there's no way to predict it. That's so funny. if you want something weird. But I think he was Thaddeus Young. But Amir Johnson, I'm pretty sure, was Gil because Gil is 100% Amir Johnson. <laughs> not, not current, like peak, you know, Amir Johnson. Yeah, like anyway. <laughs> anyway, bitch, you uh... – <laughs> You comped me as uh, Wes Matthews, mm-hmm. which Hell yeah. I don't know if that's good or bad. Hey, you know what? You know what? You're an Iron Man, and uh, never mind. Not gonna, I don't know if people have seen the movie. So. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. I was like, 
man. I don't know if people saw Iron Man 3. I'm trying not to spoil it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but, uh, yeah, so I've been trying to figure out what Alex would be. We've never played with him before. He needs to come out. Alex, give me your play style. My, uh, my player style? Yeah. yeah, like, how do you play when you play? Uh, I play really intense defense, and I pass the ball a lot because I can't shoot worse shit. Okay, are you Kendall Marshall? Sure. Wow. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, no, you're Lonzo. You're Lonzo. You're, you're yeah. Lonzo. You're Lonzo Ball. Wait, do you have, like, is, is your family, like, upset, like, absolutely narcissistic? Actually, yeah. Okay, yeah, you're Especially Lonzo Ball. Especially my father, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm Lonzo Ball. Do you have any brothers who have been to a foreign country and stolen anything? Um, I have I have brothers that have been to a foreign country. I don't know if they stole okay, yep. anything. You check all the box. Wow. wow. <laughs> this is, I'm, I'm honestly spooked. Like, I have never been this scared in my life about something. Um, also, yeah, I'm that, overweight like Lonzo, so. Oh, nice. Dude, are you, are you supposed to be on Fuller House anytime soon? No, not yet. Okay, well, you'll you'll get there. Maybe maybe you're Leangelo. <laughs> maybe. Or, yeah, sorry, Lamelo, Lamelo, because you have the brother, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Can't be Leangelo. Yeah. So either you're 18 or or uh, you're Lonzo. <laughs> <laughs> what was your comp? Do you remember what you gave yourself? Yeah, I'm Michael Jordan. Shut up, bro. Ekpe <laughs> <laughs> uh, Udo. Nick Young. No. <laughs> no, I think I think it might have been Nick Young minus the cocaine. I think it actually was Nick Young. And Nick Young is like a hundred percent me. Although right now, like I'd like to uh, have a moment of silence, please, for my jump shot. It's uh, it's been it's dead. Been, it's been dead yeah. for like a year now. You've every time no, I hang out with rude. you, bro. Every time I hang out, you're like, you're like my shot's dead. My shot's dead. I'm like, oh, yeah, right. yeah. I mean, sometimes I undersell it or oversell it, but whatever. Uh, but no, I uh, no, it's it's bad. It's really bad. I've become a slasher. Like me. Who became a slasher? Yeah, I became a slasher. I improved my handle, and I'm now Kemba Walker. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I don't know who my comp would be. I would, uh, I'll say, you know what? I'm Devin it's Harris. It's hard to I'm yourself. Devin Harris. I'm totally Devin Harris. Or current, like literally this moment, J.J. Barea. Oh, like, with the Achilles tear. That's, with the Achilles uh, tear, so can't do anything. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. no, that's like my floor, you know. Uh, no, nah, actually, I yeah. got I got one. I got my real comparison. You ready? Yes. Langston Galloway. That is 100% me. I'm Langston die on that Galloway, man. Yeah, I got oh, I got man. the shoe game. I got the shoe game. He does. He has, like, the second best in the NBA, you know, or third best. Um, I can shoot. I can kind of play point. Can't play defense. That's true. You can't. You're the only person I can score on. No, no, wait. Actually, that's not true. <laughs> I choose not to play defense. I save. I'm like, I literally go full hard in just because I suck. Um, I, I just choose not to play defense, save my energy, you know, and, uh, you know, save it all for what's actually important in offense. <laughs> wow, dude. And pick up, dude, like, def- you don't need to play defense. Half the people no. are brick shooters anyway, so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but still, like, like that's why, that, yeah, that's why you're, uh, that's <laughs> why, that's why the rec team won, like, what, like, two games this year? But, uh. Yeah, and the first win was when I was. Uh, I had a DNP CD. Did not coach. Was coach decision not to play that day, dude? No, no, no. I, I was, uh, I was, I was hurt. Oh, okay, I was like, fuck, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah, my shoulder was like fucked. <laughs> yeah. All right, bro. So last thing we want to talk about, and this is looking to the future. Um, I know that, like, I know you said one time that, like, you know, once the draft ends, like, you still have to look for next year and stuff like that. 
So um, is there anybody in the 2020 class that you're already looking out for? Or you're kind yeah. of on? A lot of uh, freshmen, I mean, freshmen are like incoming freshmen yeah. are harder to evaluate just because high school, everyone literally, look, like literally all of them uh, look like the best players, like generational talents and stuff. Um, so it's a little bit hard for me, but there are guys that are very clearly like above and beyond skilled. Um, some of them include like RJ Hampton. I love him the same way people look at Culver's the way I look at him. He's kind of that point forward. He's a big guy. His shot needs a little bit of work, but I like his shot more and he's more explosive than Culver. So he's got everything I'd want Culver to ultimately be. Uh, and he's from Little Elm. He's, I've seen him in person. He's a really, he's just an incredible, he's point forward. Like he is textbook point forward. Uh, so I really like him. And then it's really hard not to like James Wiseman. Like this is the most low hanging. Both of them are top five uh, prospects, but James Wiseman's like a unicorn. So it's really hard not to fall in love with guys like him. Uh, some other guys, though, like returning players, uh, I think those are a little bit more challenging. So I'll touch on a couple of those. Yeah. Uh, there's a guy I I really still like. It's been months that I've watched him. I still can't consistently say his name. It's like Oche Ajabi. He's on Kansas. He okay. uh, <clears throat> he was a redshirt freshman this year. He had he was supposed to sit out the whole year with a redshirt uh, in January or February. They're like, hey, take it off. Uh, you know, like you're in a play. And he came out of the gate and just tore it up like he is incredible in transition unbelievable athlete his jump shot needs a little bit of work but if he can become like a good defender and just understand the game more he's going to be a first round pick he'll probably go lottery if he if everything goes right um and then another one this is a huge sleeper of mine is a three and d prospect for maryland his name's aaron wiggins uh no i don't think he's got any relations relation to andrew so that's a good start uh but yeah he's a three and d prospect who I think he's going to break out next year. Nice. Nice. So, okay. So Andrew, so not, no relation to Andrew Wiggins though, which is good. Not as far as I know. Okay, cool. That's, that's uh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, Timberwolves read it, but I <laughs> you know he listens to this podcast too. So <laughs> sorry, bro. <laughs> Not not try shit on your you know first round pick or you know you traded for him anyway but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, shit man. Let's see anything? I can't think of anything else off of my head. Anything else? Anything that you would like to discuss? Um, I mean you gotta get healthy so you can play basketball. And honestly, what we need to do. Is you need to you need to post like we need to have a we really like this is my final statement we need to have a Mavs Twitter basketball meetup like you know do the I don't even know how you'd break up the teams I guess first two to make it but we really need to have like a tournament of Mavs Twitter like assemble your teams your five and just Ooh, hoop it out run out run out like God. what I said uh, even no. five on five fuck can't we do yeah, like no, three I mean, on three. We can, five on five, three, four, fine, four, fine, four, fine, fine. we can rent out a court. Like, think about it. Like, if you have 20 people to split the cost to renting out a court, it's really cheap. Yeah. It'd be really fun. And, like, dude, what else? What the hell else are you going to do in August on a Sunday? Like, we don't have lives. Come on. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I'm kidding. No, but, <laughs> but, no, but yeah, really, I, I, like I, a three on three, rent out the whole court, do like half court tournament. Seriously, though, yeah, it would be really fun to do that. I think that would actually be something that not only people would be interested in. It would be really cool to see who, you know, like, to meet everyone. Like, 
it's a cool thing. And like, we all love basketball. Like, might as well play it a little bit. Right. Like, Some of these guys though can fucking play. So. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know. I mean, I'm not. I'm not scared or anything. But like, I mean, it'd be I fun. Am. Like, who? You know. It'd oh be, no, uh, I'm not scared. I'm. I'll make a fool out of myself. I. I don't care. <laughs> I'll. Uh, no, I mean, it'd be fun. I, I'll. I'll play against the. The what were they called? The. Oh, crap, the keyboard warriors. I'll go against oh, them. Yeah. I'll turn on them. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, but yeah, dude. like think we about it. We, already, we already have the the grounds for it. Like we have the Mavs Reddit. We literally did this four years ago, where we all yeah. met up and played and basically ran the whole court. Yeah, Why can't we, we have, do it with like fifty people? <laughs> yeah, we really start summer court that summer league again, man. Yeah, I mean summer like, dude, leagues. Eh. We're not leagues, but you know, just like have like a bad taste in my mouth. <laughs> I mean, not the leagues, but just like having like everybody come together and play over the summer, just because yeah. I was. So, Cause remember, I think we started ours because I think I think Ryan lived in like Kansas and some shit, and you know, and I think like some other guys lived lived like we're in college somewhere else, and we yeah. just complain in the summer. So I think that's why we call it yeah. summer league because it was just we're all here for the summer, but but really it's yeah. just like a weekly meetup. Pretty yeah, much, I mean, like and we he, all we all have enough like we all have enough followers, and like we're all in, we're all pretty like not to toot our own horn, but like we're all pretty big on the Mavs Twitter. Like we could easily get this done if we just you know, get the logistics set up. Like, if yeah. you put out a poll, I guarantee it'd be like 80-20. Like, and I don't know, people would just fall to put the 20. Like, who wouldn't be interested in this? People yeah. who are just like, ah, I'm really scared, you know? Like, <laughs> you can get anyone. Anyone would go out to this. Like, even Mike Fisher would play. And he's like 50. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to get Tim out there. Tim Cato. Yeah, he still hasn't played with us. I know, me. fucking coward. No, just like... <laughs> watch, watch Austin would come out, but Tim wouldn't. Oh, dude, I love Austin. <laughs> oh, man. Or uh, I want to get Jake out there, Jake Hump, and I want to yeah, see Bobby yeah. play. I want to see Bobby no, come out. Like, it would be, dude, it would be so yeah. fun. It would be, yeah. like, it would be really fun to have all the people out there and, uh, like, literally run out of court, run a three-on-three tournament. Like, that would be that would be amazing. It doesn't take a ton out of you. Um, I mean, unless you're, you know, the top That's team that keeps winning. But... It'd be really fun. Like, what's there not to like? So let's let's get this shit set up. Uh, let's do it. I don't know where. I guess Mitch has the connection to the to the church. Oh, uh, that's right. He does have that church. Yeah. Oh, that'd be yeah. cool, dude. That well, he does. He doesn't own the church to clarify. I know, but shit. he he knows he knows how to <laughs> run out that run out that yeah that gym. Yeah. Well, I'm sure I'm sure the church would love some more some more money. So. And more redditors. And we're ready. Yeah. Yeah. Bunch of dirty ass atheists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not even, I'm not even Christian. So. Yeah, you're not. No, neither are we. So. <laughs> oh man. Sweet man. Well, fuck. This was a really, really fun one to record, dude. Yeah. I appreciate it. So thanks so much for coming on, Richie. Uh, do you want to plug your Mavs Draft Twitter, Mavs Draft website, or anything else? Why not? Yeah, I mean, if you're if you get bored and you really need someone to uh, follow for the draft, and whether or not it's the Mavs, I mean, like it's just a name. Like I cover it all. Like I've watched, I watched a lot of basketball this year. I know what the team's needs are. Like, if you want to follow, please hit me up. It'd be really cool. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Sweet. All right, Richie. Well, thanks so much for coming on. We'll we'll catch up again soon after the Mavs uh, actually draft whoever they're going to draft, and you can tell us all about them. Yeah, appreciate it. Thank yeah. you guys for having me again. It was really fun. Yeah. All right, guys. So we got uh, Max Levy here from the Third Round Picks podcast and LockDraft.com. How are you doing today, Max? 
rather excellent. I'm like, I've been eagerly anticipating this for so long because I'm just yes. looking for whatever ways I can to help grow this Ultras group, which we'll get to in a minute. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I'm, I'm so excited to have you on. I know we talked about this a few weeks ago, and things have just been crazy all around. But I'm glad to finally have you on here as the WNBA season is starting. But why don't you introduce us, like you said, uh, about Ultras? Like, what is that exactly? Because I don't think, here in the U.S. at least, that we really have an idea of what that is. Yeah. Well, we have a better idea of it in different regions, to be honest, because... Uh, it's just this region specifically, like the closest thing to ultras we have is what the Dallas beer guardians. Yes. Dallas yeah. Guardians. Yeah. El Matador. And, yeah. All those yeah. Guys. And that doesn't touch what like the Seattle Sounders have or what the, the Portland, the Portland, God damn it. How, it's been so long since I've watched MLS. Portland <laughs> Timbers. Watched, okay. so Portland Timbers. I just yeah. like stumbled. English. I stumbled on their own on, on Portland Timbers name, but yeah. Uh, so ultras are basically hardcore fans that are like standing together, cheering and looking to like be united in support of their team, so that way like no one feels like afraid of supporting the team, and that way they can also be like more artful and design in their support rather than kind of just like generic and yeah. like really take that support to another level. In Europe, the ultras will like even go to practices and just watch the practices. But I don't really think you can do that in the U.S. because it just no. works differently. No. But yeah, but with that being said, is that like, like that just shows you like that's the level of commitment you're talking about. Like they make art and they make like their own design chants and they have like their own like inside jokes and all this. It's like they're their own culture almost. And also yeah. some of them are like actually crazy and we're not trying to be necessarily actually crazy. So that's Fair there's enough. a little difference. Now I know with the Dallas beer guardians, like they have their own like jerseys that somewhat closely match what you would see from, from FC Dallas, but they're different and they're their own. Is that something that happens with a lot of ultras groups too? Or is that just kind of unique to them? Um, well, um, ultras groups, do make their own like merchandise okay uh, often scarves are like the big thing in uh especially in soccer scarves are like okay. huge yeah uh, like even in the u.s like that's like the like whenever you're chanting like the 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 oath to your team or whatever whatever they decide to call it the anthem they like hold it up and it has like a, a thing on it usually like the name of their ultras group and like they're shouting it like you, you see this, for example, with the You'll Never Walk Alone. Like every single Liverpool fan is all holding up these scars. It's like incredible. That's I've I've definitely seen that like at um, U.S. men's national team games. They'll do that. Like, and I know they have like I think they're called the American Outlaws or something like that. Yes. Which is their supporter group, and I think it's pretty cool. They all have like the scarves out there and they're chanting and all that stuff. I think that's that's super super tight. Yeah, for yeah, sure, they're... and it's yeah, and I was also just gonna say it's pretty incredible. Like that's like the perfect example of a, a program that supports both men's and women's sports at the same time. That's true. Yeah, yeah you're right. You're absolutely right. So with that, Max, I know that you've been working really hard to create your own uh, support group for the Dallas Wings uh, called the Dallas Stampede, and I think that you talked about you wanted to do this for the Mavericks as well kind of make them the Dallas basketball ultras group. Is that right? Yeah. Well, 
here's the thing is that I've actually had this sort of vision honestly ever since like I really got into the idea of ultras culture in the first place which was a little while ago like I bought shares into Real Oviedo uh, a Spanish second division team that at the time was in the third division and was nearly going to be like liquidated Holy uh, shit. yeah <laughs> I bought shares into them because of like I learned about the history of their team and how their fans are and all this and I was like inspired at that point. I didn't quite connect to the Mavericks at that point, but about like a year and a half later, I was like more deeply entrenched into the soccer ultra culture of like wanting to be like a part of that. And I thought, why not bring it to basketball? Because the closest thing in soccer just isn't really up to par. And I'd rather like try to bring it to that level uh, here. And also on top of that, like, in a lot of cases the the while their fans are committed to showing up like a lot of people are like kind of afraid almost at Mavs games to like even stand up and cheer because they're all like separate and they're isolated from each mm-hmm. other and I don't want that to ever happen again I don't want hardcore fans to be feel feel alone and feel awkward because they're sitting in front of a family or a group of businessmen you know yeah that makes sense so you kind of want to like make it for for the ultra fans which is why they're called ultras to like have a section or have an area where you feel comfortable going balls to the wall all out and and, and screaming and cheering and supporting the team in a, in a unique and fun way kind of creating a playoff like atmosphere in that section at every game is that right yeah for sure and i mean the ultimate goal right like if you look at stadiums in like europe and stuff Mm -hmm. it's not Mm -hmm. one section it's the whole the entire stadium period now yeah absolutely i'm trying to think of where we would start it like you start it off at at one section or one area a couple of those and and you hope that everybody gets into it together indeed well yeah that's definitely the intent behind the group and also just the the ultras in addition to their own members encourage non-members to either one actually join or two to like increase their level of support on their end yeah and, and then correct me if i'm wrong because i've seen this with a couple of groups especially in soccer where there are multiple ultras groups is that pretty common or no um well the support size of a lot of these soccer teams that you see almost necessitates multiple groups because it's just impossible to organize one group that is that large like um yeah that makes sense for example boca juniors have multiple bar brava some of them notoriously violent and being yeah but yeah yeah heard, yeah <laughs> but yeah you, you like it's like having a group of like fifty thousand people is just like impossible to sustain at a certain point whenever you're talking about like informal leadership because it's an ultras it's like it's literally fans like you know yeah yeah it makes complete sense now, um, kind of getting back to, to what you're starting with the Stampede, do you want to talk about that and the relationship that you built with the Wings to get this off the ground? Yeah, so originally, like, we set out specifically for, like, really forming this group probably, like, maybe a month ago, maybe a little less than a month ago, or, middle, sorry, a little more than a month ago, and... I was originally forming with another guy on Twitter who wanted to be a hardcore Mavs fan. I will not say his name, but 
I will say that like we were talking about it and I brought up like how about we try doing the wings as like a, an extra way for us to like get some engagement and also just get a chance for like practice and cohesion even yeah, <laughs> as absolutely. a group. And also just like the wings are a very approachable like organization from like being an outsider whereas compared to the Mavericks are like huge and like intimidating almost cuz they have like they have a lot more power if you know what I mean. And also, it's a lot harder to even communicate with the Mavs and get, like, that sort of presence if you're starting from nothing, whereas the Wings are looking and seeking for, like, any opportunity that's serious they can really get their hands on. And with that being said, I so I asked the original guy about the Wings, and he was kind of hesitant, and he was kind of like, nobody wants to go to Wings games. It's like, oh, really? Let's test that. And it went from there, honestly. Like, it kind of went out of the typical teenage narrative of spite originally but it it developed into something (laughs) more more serious than that because i was always kind of curious about the wings but they just were never on my mind because you just never see much about them unless you're a part of it yeah so instead so instead of trying to spread them to people who are don't want to be a part of it i'm just gonna include more people and hope they'll include more people and they'll include more people and eventually some minds might start to be at least more open than they were in the past and and then how the wings relationship came to me was like well i know it'd be kind of weird for like 20 fans to show up to the home opener on june 1st and just be chanting like crazy with like these big ass banners excuse my french uh banners and uh we cuss on here all the fucking yeah bro yeah i know you do i know you do (laughs) i'm I'm just like not trying to force cussing but no 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 don't is this is technically like a family friendly group i don't want to cuss with chance and all that because there are kids at these games uh and we want to make it open to kids because then it'll mean more members but um yeah so we contacted the Wings because we wanted to grow a close relationship with them so that we could do more creative and more bombastic and outrageous things. And if we tried yeah. to do it on our own, where we'd probably just get straight up kicked out of the arena for trying to do some of these things because they'd be like, this is just too much stuff than like we didn't know about any of this. You know, it just doesn't make us comfortable. So we emailed them with like a list of stuff that we'd be trying to do and like how we want to sit in Section X and all this um in addition like the purpose of our group like some examples in other sports and mm-hmm. just like some pictures of even like european basketball ultras because that's a thing especially yeah you did dm me those videos bro that shit was wild so yeah and honestly we can't necessarily like even if like we do everything right we still won't be able to reach like european levels because there's just some stuff like we legally cannot yeah <laughs> oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. sure but with that being said, like, I just want to reach that level of support and our own level of creativity and our own identity rather than like right now where the wings is honestly just kind of approached as only like a family friendly proposition and or at least from like the general public standpoint. And honestly, if I were to interview the people in my own hometown, I would estimate maybe one in 100 know who the Dallas wings are and maybe a little and maybe probably less will less know where they play and when they play and yeah. who their players are outside of maybe Liz Cambage, but they probably don't know Liz Cambage played for the wings at that and time. The fact that she doesn't anymore. And the fact that there was all this drama around her exit, which we will get to later. 
Yeah. But, but yeah. And so, yeah, we sent the letter, and then literally within nine minutes of me sending out that letter uh, via email, I got a response. And it was in the middle of the night. I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) I was just, like, stunned. Yeah. And we got the response back from a Jordan Bacchus season ticket uh, account representative for us uh, with the Wings. And she's fantastic. And, like... Her, her, like, ability to, like, help all of this whenever, like, it's probably, like, a lot to handle with all, like, the stuff we're talking about doing. And, like, she's, like, having to, like, literally take notes about what we're trying to do during our meeting, which we had an in-person meeting at their office, like, two weeks ago now on a Friday. Mm-hmm. That was awesome, by the way. Uh, we have some photos pictured of um, uh, from the meeting and we got to sit in, like, their boardroom, their main boardroom meeting, and they gave us, like, free bottles of Essentia, and they gave us, like, these folders for, like, information and also this cool flip book that I don't really need, but it looks cool. <laughs> but, uh, so, yeah. So so with that, and, and with the fact that you guys have obviously built up a, a strong relationship with the Wings that you, I, I assume, we, we all hope, builds and expands and gets better, um... As you mentioned, you have a season ticket representative, and if I remember correctly, you guys have a deal going on up until the end of this month for anybody that wants season tickets. And then uh, you've also kind of pitched in your own idea for people that may not want to get an entire season ticket, but may want to go to a couple of games. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that and how people can uh, support being on on the Stampede, and, and even if it's only for a couple of games? And not for the entire season. Well, I don't really expect any of our members to, unless they can, to go to like all the games. Because I'm going to be honest with you, there are going to be times wherever I can't even go to games because I'm going to be out of town. Because yeah. I'll be going to like the summer league. <laughs> so, but like our sure. just expectation is whatever times you have available, try to make a focus of coming to those games whenever you are available. That's our only like commitment we really ask of you, but it's going to be but like it's going to be way easier for you and way more affordable for you if you can try to figure that out now and then join our season ticket program. So, our current season ticket program essentially boils down to this. Uh, the current the current season ticket price uh, for us until June 1st is significantly reduced compared to the normal price. Um, I'm like not sure if I want to say the exact number because it's like a lot less. <laughs> so why don't you tell people where they can find out more about it? Yeah, for and sure. then we can go from there. Yeah. So um, you can find the details about it in our Discord. Which please just like, y'all, I'm not asking for much. Please just check the Discord like once every like four or five days, so that I know and like give me a response saying like okay thanks for the new updates so that way like I know that like y'all are somewhat engaged with me so that I can and also like try to plan with whatever information I give you so that way we can try to get this thing going because being honest with you the deadline for that uh, reduced ticket price actually is June 1st which is the home opener so we have like two weeks to figure that out and Mm -hmm. it's really important that we try to figure that out now because that way we can start planning like how many people are going to this game what stuff can we make what like what chance what banners even if we get enough people or what art 
and all this, and also just coordination. There's going to be a block party that starts two hours before the game, and it's on every Saturday game, by the way, but two wow. hours before the game uh, at the Wings uh, on the on location at the arena. This was awesome. already set up by the Wings. This wasn't like something we made, but like we're gonna be a, we're gonna try to be a part of it if we can. Yeah. Uh, okay. Shit. Awesome. And, and then uh, I think you sorry, also mentioned. Ahead. Yeah. No, I'm I'm just trying to help you out a little bit. Uh, I think you also mentioned like as a way to incentivize people to buy tickets. You mentioned that even if you don't buy a full season ticket, if you can buy tickets for a couple of games, that you guys will pull that money together to buy a full season ticket and make make it make sense for everybody that way everybody can go to at least a game this season is that right yes and here's the thing that i really need to mention so that this all makes sense with that pool thing yeah so it's not like when you pay for a season ticket you you can only go to like a game you can only go to like have one seat per game you can stack your tickets so where you can have multiple tickets at one game and then just take tickets away from other games Okay. So we can stack tickets if we get enough to where we have like 40 seats for a single game. Perhaps yeah, like the home opener or perhaps Liz Cambage's return uh, with the Aces. So like those are just some examples. Or maybe one of the national TV games. There are multiple. Yeah, there are multiple this season, which is really, really exciting. So um, so as long as people can pitch in something, you're, you're not asking everybody to pitch in for a season ticket if they can't afford it or they don't think that they're going to be able to go to a majority of the games. But if you can pitch in even to go to a couple of games, it can benefit not only you because you're going to get it at a reduced price, but it's going to impact the entire organization and the thing that you're trying to build up. Is that right? Yeah, for sure. Honestly, if you would just if you are only really able to or like you're like unsure about it and you just might want to try one game for now just buy just send just like send me out in, in the in the discord you'll understand you'll know what the rate is just send me the rate for a single game and I will get it settled I will give you proof of purchase once we have reached enough to buy a full season ticket on, and on with my that word. Follow Max at Max Scouts on Twitter, and that's where you can find that information, where the Discord is, and and talk to him more about that because it's something that's really exciting. So check that out now. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, do you I, mind if I sorry? Yeah, go do you ahead. Mind if I plug the Ultras Twitter as well at Stampede Dallas? Yeah, okay, and perfect. also uh, Stampede Dallas on Instagram as well. Awesome. Again, awesome, thanks so much dude. for coming on, Max, and we'll have you on again soon. Indeed, I hope to see you there for some of the games, maybe even the home opener as well. So can't wait to have that finally come around. Yeah, absolutely. It's awesome. All right, guys. So that was uh, both of our guests here today. Man, that was a lot of fun. It really was, man. Like, really cool dudes, really, really active in Mavs Twitter. So it's always cool to have, like, you know, the guys are coming up with us, you know? Yeah. Just growing everybody's brand, so. Yeah, and you can follow Richie at Mavs Draft on Twitter. You can follow uh, Max at Max Scouts on Twitter. Uh, but, of course, the most important thing is to follow both of us, because fuck the other two guys, like, honestly. Uh, <laughs> uh, I didn't say that. That wasn't me. <laughs> like... No, no, I'm kidding. They're both great. They're both great. But uh, you can follow uh, Ruben at uh, at Reddit Mavericks. You can follow the podcast at Hoops and Hefe. And, of course, because Ruben hates it, send us an email at mail at hoops and com. Please do. <laughs> Please, somebody, <laughs> send an email. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, with that, have a great weekend. Later, guys.